Yes, it's that time. It's that moment. It's the Carlos Ortega Show. It's my podcast I do every single week. You can listen to it on many podcast formats, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. So, listen. As a matter of fact, listen to MFSB. Thoughts and prayers go out to Jackie Petway, who found out today that the sentence of 55 years for a person who will, I will not mention its name, was recently vacated by the state Supreme Court. I don't know the details about it. All I know is this. When a person is murdered, there has to be some price to pay. And apparently, the state Supreme Court, on a lot of other circumstances that don't have to deal with any type of jail time, it's a legal thing. It's always a legal thing. They're going to put this family through the rigor again of possibly going through a new trial, which they're going to go through. So, you have to send your thoughts out to them, the families. They were killed right off of Trumbull and Reservoir Avenue, which has had a very high crime and gang influence. So, your hearts go out to them. But here's one thing. Did the prosecutors do their job? That's going to be the question. Did the prosecutors do their job in this instance? In this instance, I beg your pardon. And that has to be asked. That has to be one of the things that they, I mean, they meeting the families, have to ask the prosecutors. What did you do? that have to have this case overturned by the state Supreme Court. What happened that has to have this case overturned by the state Supreme Court? That has to be the question that has to be in their minds because no way can that take place. 
which goes to show no case is guaranteed. That's why there's appeals. None of that. There's no guarantee that it's going to be overturned. Well, it was. And for the life of me and for their life, they have to go through it again, knowing that their son, their relative, their uncle, their father, what have you, whoever is the families out there, they're going to have to go through this again and go through the mitigating fact that they have to have our taxpayers' money spent on getting this guy retried with evidence, probably the same evidence in the original trial, and use it against them. And here's another thing. They had to get a new jury. Because you can't get an old jury on this one. You can't bring those guys back and say, oh, guess what? We got a new trial. This guy got a new trial. You got to come on back and, you know, <sighs> it doesn't work that way. You got to pick new people. You got to get a new four person. And you got to get the people to be unanimous. Unanimous. And you also have to tell the prosecutors, you have to do a better job in, in presiding this case. You are the courtship of this trial. You are the ones that have to get the guilty verdict. Matter of fact, it's the old saying in legal terms. You have the burden of proof. And you need solid evidence. None of this circumstantial stuff. Get witnesses. Get, get the ballistics report. Police reports. Get all of that. You need to get good, solid evidence. This has got me fired up. Because when I saw that and I saw Jackie Petway in very emotional. That got me fired up. And that should get you fired up. Because I don't want to hear people saying they're tired of the violence. If you're tired of the violence, do something about it. Don't sit around saying, oh, the police ain't around. They're not robots. They're not RoboCop. Get involved. And don't, for the life of me, say, I'm not getting involved. I'm not. I don't want to get involved. You better get involved. The Greens' homes are going down. They're going to be closed. They're going to be closed because you have a lot of violence and drugs going on in there. Gang activity. You don't need that. We don't need that in the Trumbull Gardens either. We don't need it in PT. You hardly know of Marina Village. 
they have a reunion every year, but you hardly know it's there. So please get involved. Get involved, not only for you as adults, how about your children? Your children should get involved. Because I'm not saying get involved in, you know, you know, get involved in the police activity or but not get involved in gang violence, but have them involved. Have them playing instead of pardon me, instead of playing on their phone, playing on their tablet, playing on their computer. Have them doing something. Play outside. Get involved with a lot of other activities, but don't sit there and say, I don't want to get involved because it only makes it worse. It does. It only makes it worse. So get involved. There are a lot of community activities going on and get involved. I'm not going to stress that anymore. Just get involved. Will you please? You know, there are lots of stuff going on in the city of Bridgeport. A lot of activities. They're not mundane things. They're good things. Just get involved because for the life of it, this is what we need. We need involvement. We need people who are involved, raring to go, ready to say, I'm in. So don't, for the life of me, say, I'm not going to be involved because I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't want nothing to do with this. Then you make the problem. Then you make the problem worse. You do. You can't just sit there and not get involved. You can't. Think of Jackie Pedway and what the state Supreme Court did. Think about that and say to yourself, do I want that to happen to me? All because the prosecutors say, Maybe I can do this with the evidence. Maybe I can do that with the evidence. No. Get involved. Don't be like sissies. Get involved in your community. Because, by the way, your community might need you. If you think 
Film. For any minute, me, for any minute, is not going to talk about the coronavirus. I will. I'll talk about it. I'll have a friendly little conversation about it. How is it caused? Well, simply, I always tell my mother this. It's just like the flu. It's pretty simple, pretty direct. Why are there so many people who have this uh, disease? Why are there over 70 people as of now? Not sure. So don't hold me to that. That have this? Well, because simply, they don't do the necessary things that you do. Do it any way you wanna. That's how they're treating it. And you shouldn't. But one thing you have to understand, it is a disease that you can get within contact of somebody and get it. It's simple as that, right? Yeah, that's all. People think it's a the plague. No, it's not. We'll comment down a little more. You get the point. It's not a fatal disease. Why are you pushing the panic button? You got to keep things simple. As I told you, all the symptoms are like the flu. You're going to get tested as if you had the coronavirus. That's what they have to do. It's a major outbreak. You can't just say, I'm going to die. No, you're not. You're not going to die. You might. Some people have. A lot of people have. If they don't use precaution. Okay? You are going to die. If you don't take precaution. You know, what makes you think you're not going to die? If you don't use precaution, it's simple as that. You just can't um, say to yourself, be nonchalant about it and say, no, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. But if you use precaution, like the simplest thing, wash your hands. Everybody washes their hands every single day, hopefully. Don't go, not yet, don't go full panic and get gas masks or get masks to cover your face like they do in China. Don't do that. You need to have simple common sense. And that means 
use precaution. Wash your hands. Okay. People are more getting the flu than the coronavirus, which is, I'm not going to say it's a good thing. If you got a flu shot, great. One thing about the flu shot is when you get it, it's like getting the flu, which is a big which is a big, big thing. You get it and you get the flu. How does that happen? You get the flu, wow. But anyway, just relax. Use common sense. Use your head. Use your freaking head. Just don't panic. And don't believe the lies that come out of people's mouths. This is a big democratic conspiracy. It's a made up media storm. Uh, The president said it's a hoax. It's not a hoax. People have died. Use common sense. And if you don't use common sense, well, you're the the one that's going to be paying for it in the the long run. And you don't want to pay for it in the long run. You don't. It's not a hoax. As I said, people died. People have died because of this. Why would people make this disease up if nobody has died? Why would the media make up a a big thing about a disease that people have died from? It can't happen. It doesn't work that way. You know, what did he what did he have to gain by saying, "Oh, it's a made-up media story." Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, it's not. This country hasn't had 15 cases. It's got more than that. And it started in China. It started in Asia. So, how could the how could the media make that up? They got to be very stupid too. They got to be very stupid to make up something that's actually true. So when people say, "Oh, it's a made-up story. It's a big fantasy. It's a hoax." No, it's not. People are dying. People are sick. People have this disease. Some of them may survive. Some of them may not. But it's real. It's not fake news. You know what's fake news? Fake news. Remember when the Reverend Billy Graham died? He died. God rest his soul. Reverend Billy Graham passed away. That same day, there was a big internet article that said Sylvester Stallone died. 
And lo and behold, on Instagram, Sylvester Stallone said, I'm alive. Billy Graham dies? That's real news. Sylvester Stallone dies? Instagram, he says, I'm alive and well? That's fake news. The media can't make this up. The same way the media can't make up these diseases that are going around, these pen, these diseases that affect people's lives. And it's not going to go away anytime soon. It's not. Wall Street knows it's not going away anytime soon because the markets took a major hit. 3,000 points this week. The worst drop since the economic crash. The big housing bubble crash. Remember that? That's what happens. You know, nobody can make this up. You can't make this up. You know, it's not a it's not a Hollywood movie. It's real. It's real life. And people like the president, like his chief of staff, like his vice president have to acknowledge that this is real. It's not fake not it's real that's what I get for having a pastrami Reuben <laughs> but it's not it's not fake none of this is fake CNN, MSNBC, they're not that good. They're not that good in having a uh, news story like this because they get their sources like anybody else. People who are on the ground. So it's not fake. It's real. And we all have to take this seriously. So don't. Don't believe the hype, as Public Enemy said. Believe this. This is a real situation going on here. And we have to take things very simply. Wash your hands. It's the simplest thing in the world because you can get it from contact. Just keep it simple. That's it. You do that. You'll be fine. So don't, and I mean don't, for the life of me, believe the hype. As of this broadcast, or podcast as it's now being known as, there has been one confirmed death of the coronavirus in Washington State. Washington State as a confirmed death of the coronavirus. So, it's real. It's not fake. It's not a hoax. It's real.
So, speaking about the coronavirus, I'm surprised during the debates that it wasn't brought up. You know, here's the problem with debates. Plain and simply, as I have looked at a lot of debates, number one, they fail to mention is the moderators have zero control of the debates. They have no control over it. Why? Because they let it get out of hand. One person accuses something of one opponent, they have to respond. They raise their hand like they're in the third grade. I want to respond. It shouldn't work that way. I mean, you're going to get your chance to respond. But I want to see moderators take control of these freaking debates. There are rules that they agree upon. They just can't interrupt anytime they want to. But they do, and they let them. Why do they do that? Why do they let these debates get totally out of control? Good ratings? Debates are not supposed to be big winners in debates. They don't get big ratings. They don't. You think people care about debates on TV? No. You know what they care about? They care about their personal life. They care about that more than seeing four, five, six, seven, a dozen, 20, 100 candidates go at it, go at their throats just to make a point, just to say, I gotcha. That's not what debates are all about. Debates are about trying to convince people that you're making their lives better. I can make your life better. And you're not. You're not making their lives better. How are you going to make my life better? I never saw that question asked. You probably get the predictable answers from Bernie. We have a revolution that we're going to have free college. We're going to have Medicare for all. And Elizabeth Warren says the same thing, or pretty much like that. They want to expand on this. They want to expand on it. Pete Buttigieg says the same thing. Who else? I have no idea why Tom Steyer is on that stage. Joe Biden wants to expand on Obamacare too, which is nice. But I want debates to be 
here's a question. I want debate moderators from any network to ask. If you were president and you had a coronavirus outbreak, what would you do? I didn't hear that question asked. What would you do about our environment? I didn't hear that question asked either. I want questions to be asked specifically to the candidates about what's going on right at this moment. When the debate is on, I want them to be asked a question about our situation that we are currently living in. I don't want to hear about your grand plans. Hey, Bernie, here's a question for you. What are you going to do about the coronavirus? Hey, Elizabeth, what are you going to do about the current health care situation? Vice President Biden, would you have testified? That's no, not a current situation. It's in the past. Would you have testified before the state Senate impeachment hearing of the president? That would have been an in interesting question to ask. That should have been asked. It wasn't asked. Amy Klobuchar. What are you going to do about the crime rate in our country? What are you going to do about the mass shootings that's been going on? Mayor Bloomberg, what are you going to do to beat Donald Trump? Those are questions, legitimate questions to ask. They didn't ask them. Our moderators suck. They should ask questions to these candidates that people want them to answer. But they don't. They don't ask them. And we're stuck holding the bag. Why are we seeing this shit? Why are we seeing this candidate or that candidate say all this about each other? Me, honestly, I don't care about any disclosure agreements that Mike Bloomberg did. I don't care about Bernie Sanders signing the crime bill in 1994, not signing, voting for it, either Vice President Biden voting for it. I don't care about Amy Klobuchar's uh, prosecution of some guy in Minnesota or Pete Buttigieg's who had an incident where a black man was murdered in South Bend, Indiana. Those questions are legitimate. But I want to know about What are you going to do about health care?
in my opinion, the number one issue in America. Republican and Democrat. That is the number one issue in America. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? It never gets axed. You know what Bernie Sanders' answer is? We're going to get Medicare for all. But nobody in that moderator position asks him, how are you going to pay for it? Nobody. Your job is not to give candidates a free pass. Your job is to ask the questions that the American people would want answered. You didn't do that. You haven't done that. And that's why these these debates, I beg your pardon, get all bogged down. Because what American citizens want is not only a person that could beat Donald Trump, is what are you going to do differently than what he has done? What are you going to do differently? What are you going to do when a mass pandemic breaks out? What are you going to do about health care? How are you going to get our troops home from Afghanistan? How are you going to change our criminal justice system? Those and many more are very legitimate questions to ask of our candidates from both parties. Because believe it or not, no matter what you think, Donald Trump has an opponent too. Kind of hard to have a debate because the Republicans rigged that there's no South Carolina primary this past Saturday. So he gets to have a freaking rally to mock Democrats. That's all he's good for. So now, debate or future debate moderators When are you going to ask legitimate, up-to-date questions instead of turning debates into food fights? Never? Sometimes? Maybe? Once in a while? How about that? Ask some legitimate questions, and then you'll get answers, real answers. I'm sick of my 
And now it's time for my thoughts. My thought is it's about time Bridgeport's taken apart the Remington building. It's been years now. You've got about over a thousand buildings you have to demolish. Do it very quickly. We don't want to be known as the gutter city. My thought is stop saying athletes build arenas and stadiums. It's just not the case. Stadiums and arenas are a 48 hour a day, seven day a week project. You really think guys like Babe Ruth, Derek Jeter, Deion Sanders, and Kobe Bryant have time to build a stadium or an arena? No, they don't. Deion Sanders was busy trying to be a lousy rapper. Babe Ruth was too busy promising kids he's going to hit a home run and then get drunk afterwards. And Derek Jeter was too busy trying to win baseball games and fending off women. And Kobe Bryant was just trying to win games. So sportscasters, stop saying that they built these arenas. You know who built these arenas? People who are from Mexico, Central, and South America. They couldn't build it by themselves. My thought is Rush Limbaugh is a liar. Recently, Crystal Ball was said by Rush to have had posed nude in a recent magazine, which is not true. Rush Limbaugh has lied, misled, misinformed Americans who listens to his show from noon to 3 p.m. every single day for the last 35 years of his life. And for a man who has, who has lung cancer, don't tell me that he doesn't deserve a little bit of empathy. He does. But he's still talking on the radio and he deserves the same stuff that he gets now. He should have apologized to her, but he didn't. Which makes Rush Limbaugh a bum. My thought is the Bernie bros need to cut it out. Or stop. Or apologize. Or stop being like a Bob mentality. Every time there's talk of Bernie this, Bernie that, they go to somebody's place and intimidate them. They troll them on the internet. Please stop. Your guy is winning. Your guy is going to win the nomination. Stop. You don't need to do this. It gets out of hand very quickly. You all are just like Trump. And you don't want to be identified by a guy who absolutely doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Maybe, maybe not. But you don't want to be. Or, unless, you're just a wannabe. And my final thought is, I've lived 
40 years of my adult life, the last thing I want to lose to is to lose to a virus named after a beer in Mexico. That's right. Believe it or not, the coronavirus is named after a beer in Mexico. Now, it's a serious virus, don't get me wrong, but we also have to get something right. And the right is, let the professionals do their job. Why? Because the guys who are not professional doesn't know what they do. Plain and simply, Mike Pence, our vice president, is in charge of this coronavirus. He couldn't handle the HIV epidemic that went on in his home state of Indiana. How do we trust him to handle this? We can't. When you have a president who's going around saying, we're doing an outstanding job. This will be gone in a matter of months. It's gonna be like a miracle just took place. No, the miracle is you're still present. And you don't know what in the world you're doing. This needs to be handled by the professionals. Look back on your time and you saw how other presidents handle it. Like the guy you've been trying to down all these years. He handled the Ebola virus. He handled all kinds of outbreaks, like influenza. He kept it simple. You said we only have 15 cases, now nearly 70. You don't know what you're doing. You caused mass hysteria. You really did. And for what? Just to prove a point that you could do anything better than he can? No. What people want is leadership. And you have not provided that. All you've provided is talk. All you've provided is a lot of numbers. And all you provided is a fantasy. And the only fantasy you had was with Stormy Daniels. So don't go around saying that this will go away. The markets start to tumble more. You're not going to say that. The markets lost 3,000 points as of this moment. It might lose more. You need to have a quick and indomitable response. You can't just say this will go away in the next few months. It won't. It's coming our way. And you know who you blame it on. Don't blame it on Mexico. Blame it on China. They're the ones you're trying to get a big trade deal with. So how's that going for you? You can't get a trade deal when there's a coronavirus going on. You can't even get a good deal in a casino that went bankrupt on you and they had to foreclose on you and then any other thing that you owe. You are pathetic. You are the kind of president that we all dreaded. You're not an outstanding president. You haven't hired the best people. You need to hire the best people to handle this situation. And the more that you say this situation's under control, the less comfort, the 
less comfort the American people feel because they're not comfortable. They need to know that our nation, our government, our country is in good shape when it comes to the coronavirus. And if it's not, who are they going to blame? They're not going to blame Wall Street. They're not going to blame the doctors. You're going to blame Mike Pence. But then in turn, they're going to blame you. You are the one to be blamed because you are the president. You're supposed to be the one that knows what's going on. So please, if you know what's good for you, if you know what's good for your candidacy, you need to take foothold on this and have the right people running this coronavirus. Have them ahead of it. Don't have them behind. Because you were behind when you lost out on your Trump Taj Mahal. And to this day, you're still trying to catch up. And you can't catch up anymore. That's going to do it for this show. I will see you next week on The Carlos Ortega Show.